All right, Steph, I got a question for you. What's your favorite book of all time? Uh, obviously, you met her where? Oh, I thought you were going to say the Bible. Oh, oops. <laughs> oh. So what's your second favorite book of all time? You met her where? <laughs> <laughs> a distant second. Totally distant. It's a pretty good book. Sorry, God. It's still a pretty, pretty good was. book. But we're so excited. Where can people get our book, honey? Okay, I know this. Uh, Amazon.com. Yes. Barnes & Noble. Yes, and? And our website, KevinAndSteph.com. And, and what happens if they buy it off our website? <gasps> what do they get? Uh, an autograph from us. Yes. Who wouldn't want that? So, listeners, if you've already read the book, thank you so much. We've had such good feedback. One thing that helps us, if you can give us a review on Amazon.com, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today, we have an amazing conversation with Lisa Brandley, who is co-founder of the company R Riveter. She shares some incredible stories about how she and her business partner founded their company and won big on the show Shark Tank. Hope you enjoy this episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Friends, we want to encourage you, wherever you listen to this, please subscribe right now so this content will come to you. If you haven't already, we also want to encourage you to rate or even write a review for us on Apple Podcasts. This would help us out more than you know. And if you enjoy this podcast, would you mind sharing on social media and invite others to be part of our community here? If you tag one of us or our business page, then we can then even repost it. We are so thankful to you for listening and sharing with your friends and family. Steph, I am very excited for this next guest. This one is so amazing, so inspiring, and I am just so excited to talk with her. Yes, I am as well. Friends, our next guest is a military spouse. She is creative, inspiring, and an entrepreneur who made an appearance on Shark Tank. Which is so cool. The co-founder of the handbag company called R Riveter. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to tell us a good story, Mrs. Lisa Bradley. Miss Lisa, thank you. Hi, it's so good to be here. Really excited well, to talk with you guys. Lisa, thank you for saying yes to us or your PR team, I guess. <laughs> Maybe you HR, didn't say yes to us. Your HR team <laughs> saying yes. I should uh, thank them as well, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so first off, I guess first question here, Lisa, as we tell some stories and, and hear your story, I want you to be brutally honest with Stephanie and I. What is more terrifying, going on Shark Tank or getting ready to go on the podcast? Tell us a good story. That's tough. Uh, you know, I actually have a third answer. Doing a mock tank with your husband is the most terrifying. <laughs> really? <laughs> he was by far the worst shark. Yes. <laughs> what? It's amazing. Tell, okay. We're still married. <laughs> tell, tell us about that. Yeah, well, as we were prepping for Shark Tank, we went into many, many trials. We had one with our accountants. We had one with a group of lawyers. And uh, and then we did many with my co-founder and then my husband, who just finished his grad school up at Cornell. And his questions were brutal. And it's it's amazing that we're married today, but it, it definitely <laughs> prepped us well. And, and we got through it. 
it was way easier in the tank than than in the tank with him. So I appreciated him giving us that grilling. Oh I was going to say, that's gosh. probably a good thing, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So what, what was your husband? Why was he such a tough judge then when you were practicing for the, yeah. the actual shark well, tank? Well, you know, I think husbands are your 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 greatest advocates, but also your your toughest cri- critics. Totally. And so, yeah, they both of our husbands throughout these years have been, you know, not afraid to call us out when they thought we were wrong. But then sometimes when we didn't agree, we just kept going forward anyway. So <laughs> I said this stuff. I mean, we've talked about this, Lisa, doing this podcast might be the only thing Steph and I would be able to work together on. Pretty much. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Everything else from painting, m- renovating a home. Um, yeah. It's not good. Uh, yes, that did not go well. Doesn't go well, right? Because it's turned into Steph yelling at me to stop treating me like one of her, one of my employees, right? <laughs> yes. And then I'm saying, Steph, if I treated you like one of my employees, you would have been fired like two hours ago, honey. <laughs> so it just it does not end well for me, Lisa. So I totally yes. know what you're talking about yeah, with for these sure. conversations. Was, uh, my husband got out of the army. Uh, we met. Um, Cameron's family and mine met because they worked together at the ranger phase of rangers or the mountain phase of ranger school. So they, they were training really about mountaineering and and that section of ranger school. And then he got out in 2012 and went to business school. And it was an interesting transition to really have that basis of, of business being that common language. But um, so it's been really helpful to be able to have that commonality but of course, like any anything, when you got two bosses, you both at home want to be a boss. It's fun watching the two of you. I can totally tell you're married because Steph's <laughs> reaching out and she's touching your arm. I'm like, that's a wife thing. That's a wife thing to do right there. <laughs> she's calling you out, Steph. She totally is. Keeping it real. So, okay. So I want to go back from the beginning, how this concept was created and then what got you guys all the way up to Shark Tank, the reveal on Shark Tank? Right. Well, it, the stories really began when when I met a boy. I grew up in a really rural town in Montana, and I didn't know what it meant to be a military spouse. So I dove into a whole new world the day that I said yes to him and the Army. And I didn't know really what how many moves were going to be in my future as a military spouse. So right. by the time I was 24, I moved four times. I'm now currently at, at 12 moves. And so oh. I didn't know what kind of an impact that would have on my, on my life, really on my career. And really the first time I became a young military spouse, they were referring to families as dependents. And I, I thought that's just kind of a strange word to, to refer to, to spouses and children and then move after move, I really did start to feel like I was becoming very dependent on him, not only for a living, but really as an identity. Um, so with every move you're, you're switching locations, neighbors, doctors, your whole entire community is changing every time you move. And so I really felt like I was losing my own sense of identity. And that's when I met Cameron and she was going through the same struggle. She had an architecture degree, a master's in architecture we were in a small town. There was no way she was going to get a long-standing career in architecture. And I had my degree in business. And same deal. Every time we went into an interview, you could just see that employer putting our resumes at the bottom of the pile because 
they didn't want to invest in, in an individual that was just going to turn around and, and move. And I can completely understand that, but there had to be something, an outlet for individuals that move frequently to be able to have something consistent and be able to have something for themselves. And so that really became our mission log. Wow. So where, where do you currently live then? Where are you stationed at now? So my husband and I are now in Columbus, Ohio. So oh, you we, are? Yeah. What? Yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> Why didn't I know that? What? I did not know yes. that. I saw Columbus, Montana is where you grew up. Yeah. Col- so I've been in three Columbuses of the 14. And <laughs> so I, I, I love this Columbus, Ohio. My, we've been in so many different places and I love Columbus. The people here are unbelievable, arms wide open, just the most welcoming people I've ever met. Okay, so we're gonna have to meet Lisa now. We yes. totally are gonna meet Miss Lisa. I did not. I did not know that. Oh my gosh, this was so cool to find this out. Okay, so how did you and Cameron develop this idea with purses or bags? Right. So while well, we were really, we went and ran together, and we worked out together a lot to really fill our days because we couldn't find work, and it was just so disheartening to hear so many of our military spouses, friends to when we first arrived there, everybody was excited about having, getting a job or starting, starting a part-time job, whatever it meant, you know, like going out there and doing something that really was for that individual, whether it's being able to bring in income into your family or be able to volunteer, you know, each and every one of us has a sense of purpose. And we, and a lot of times your career path helps you identify what that is. And it was so disheartening, you know, after a couple of months, um, our friends were just giving up. And we said, enough is enough. If we're going to have something for ourselves, we have to create it. And so she had a, a, a one-year-old at the time. And we decided her place was best because she had her, her little guy there. And so we launched in her attic back in 2011 with a sewing machine that I'm pretty sure Rosie the Riveter used. <laughs> and um, her husband <laughs> wouldn't let us have the garage yet because our, our business model wasn't proven. So we started above the garage in an attic and, and actually had to pulley lift that huge like hundred pound machine up into the oh, attic. Oh no. Um, yes. <laughs> and of course they were conveniently out of town on training. So we had to right? Ourselves, right? Whenever <laughs> you need them. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we both put $2,100 on credit cards in that first six months. And to date, that was all the money we put into the company and really just grew it handbag by handbag. Um, people a lot of times ask us why handbags and we knew nothing about manufacturing. So clothes that had multiple sizes just was completely out of the question. Um, so, <laughs> but really the handbags, they mean so much to you because you choose one and you carry it every single day. Unlike mm-hmm. clothing where you switch out it right. because our, our handbags have so much emotion tied up in them. Every part and piece has a person behind it. So these parts and pieces come all across the country into one product and each and every one of those individuals' dreams are sewn into each of those pieces. And so when you're picking up an R Riveter handbag, you really are picking up up to 12 women into, into supporting them. And so we wanted it to be an item that you don't switch out every day, that you have a lot of pride in, and you use it as your sidekick. You you pick it up, you put your your all your necessities for the day in it, and you're off, and, and that bag is supporting you and your life's goals. Oh, oh that's amazing. So back in 2011, Lisa, when you and Cameron started this, were you both like proficient sewers or did you just watch some YouTube videos and figure it out on this, you know, 1960s sewing machine <laughs> that you just purchased? Yeah. Um, Cameron's always been an amazing sewer. She's got that, that 
eye for detail. She's the architect. She like design. It's mind boggling to me what she can do. Um, we always say that she's watercolor and I'm spreadsheets. I've always been the, <laughs> the business side of the, of the company. Um, and you know, in the first couple of months we were both, we both dove in. I'm always going to help her stay up till two o'clock in the morning, trying to finish seven bags to take to a, a show where we went and sold, you know, directly to consumers that went to like a home show. And, um, you know, I'm helping out and we, we go to this place and this lady had bought one the previous week before and came up and she's like, I just love your, these new, our river handbags. And she's holding it and she's so excited about it. And she's like, there's just one problem. The inside pocket is upside down. And Cameron looks at me because <laughs> we know it was me that so <laughs> upside down. Um, and I was like, oh man. And so from that day forward, I got back to what I was good at and I went into the marketing and uh, financial side and she took the design and, and construction and we hired our first riveter. And so that was really like, sometimes the world has a funny way of pushing you into your, your skill sets and um, allowed us to really grow our team because of that moment. That is That's funny. Amazing. Steph, that would be totally me. Absolutely. Like, hey, Kevin, just stick to the spreadsheets. Yes. <laughs> stick to Excel. Yep. Let me do the sewing, the yep. handbags. So, yeah. Steph, have you seen these handbags? I honestly, I, I looked it up because I wanted to know. I'm not, I'm very tomboyish in a way, like I'm very plain Jane. And I, Kevin makes fun of me. I just have a fanny pack because let's be honest, I need to have arms available Absolutely. with yep. little ones. But now I, I totally want to get one. These bags are phenomenal, Lisa. Now, granted, apparently you're not sewing them yourself, right? <laughs> but they are phenomenal with the leather, the canvas. How did you come up or who came up with the design of this where you have multiple pieces? You Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You ship this to your employees called Riveters. They will compile all the pieces together and send it back to you. Is that how this works? Right. Yeah. So it's kind of a coming together of a lot of different pieces. So Cameron has always been really just has this amazing eye for design. And from the get go, she said, I want to use real veg tan leather. And mm -hmm. I knew nothing about veg tan leather or what it meant to make products with real leather. Um, and so over the years, we've learned so much about the quality of leather and, and how, how they should be constructed for long term for longevity. Um, and, you know, we're two moms that design these bags to fit our really busy lives. And so our, our bags are extremely utilitarian. They're, they're not meant to be put on a shelf and not used. Uh, they're, they're for the busy everyday woman. We always say that you, you should be able to take this handbag from the boardroom or from your office straight to the park to be able to play with your kids. You don't need, we don't have time to switch out, you know, our, our accessories in, in this life. Um, so we really designed them in that way and we designed everything to be used in, in other pieces. So like the, the wallets are all designed so that they fit perfectly within the, the larger bags and the pockets are all designed so that the, the wallets will fit in there perfectly. And, and then really the business model came first. We didn't know we were going to make handbags. We knew that we wanted to be a national network of military spouses that first and foremost needed a mobile and flexible income opportunity. And so that hub and spoke system really that uh, works for the shipping industry was really the foundation of our business model so that the parts and pieces could all be sent across the country. The military spouses make the the lining and the canvas and they, they stamp every part that they make with their, with their, 
Rosie the Riveter ID. And that's a throwback actually to Rosie the Riveter. We can circle back to that, but they, they stamp that Riveter number on each part that they make. And then that those parts all come from across the country at different times to our facility where we assemble all the products and then send them out to our customers. There's a couple of things I love here, Lisa. One, every handbag is going to be different, right? <laughs> with, <laughs> with, you know, who's assembling it, mm-hmm. right? But also from a business model perspective, all right? Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Lisa, but you walked into this, you and Cameron saying, we need to create an opportunity for military spouses to be able to help provide for their family financially. <laughs> what can we do? to solve that problem, right? And, and so then you come up with the handbags, not, hey, I'm really good at sewing. Hey, I have this handbag idea. Let's see how we can, we can sell this. It was, it was flipped. It was, how can we help military spouses provide for their family, right? And then that idea births these amazing handbags that have been produced by military spouses across the country. Like, it, that's amazing. That is like, that is so inspiring, mm-hmm. so admirable, mm-hmm. right? And I can only imagine how many stories, how many letters, notes you and Cameron have received from military spouses saying, thank you for right. helping me provide for my family. That's, it, that is by far the best part of my last 10 years growing this company is the individual notes of how the company has changed their life. Um, you know, not just from the military spouses, I think one of my favorite stories is just, you know, even being able to bring income into the family, being able to have something from themselves, but also how their own family perceives them and, and how your, their kids perceive them. You know, we, we move around a lot and I think our kids have a tendency to think that we're there for them for, for a lot of different reasons. But I had one military spouse that said, you know, now that I have this for myself, my kids see me in a different light. They see that I'm providing for our family, that I'm, doing something for me that I'm creative and that I'm, I have a skill set, And that to me, just that day, just completely broke me down on so many levels to be able to know that I'm, that, that I had the same situation as her and that she was able to do something for herself just as we were too. So do you put like an adult in the military times? How do you find <laughs> these women across the nation to hire if, with your company. Because I'm sure there's a military times. Right. right. I was course. trying to think right. like That's an true. indeed yeah. time. Right? Like I was trying to think of how to word it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> Whatever. Keeping it Lisa real. knew what I was talking Selfish, about. Right? Man, yes. that out. Um, so actually Shark Tank helped a ton with that. Uh, then the night that we aired, we had 2,000 military spouses that reached out for an opportunity Whoa. Uh, to, be able to, ri- to be a riveter. And the most... I think the hardest thing that I've actually run across as, as a business owner is being able to not be able to provide all those people with an opportunity. It's really important to, to us to be able to provide good amount of work to each of our military spouses rather than like one, one bag a week, you know? So it's really dependent on our demand. And, um, and then as we grow, you know, word of mouth, uh, we've, we've always been able to reach, uh, amazing military spouses that are specifically looking for this type of, of work from home opportunity. That's not direct sales. Right. So with, with the shark tank, right. I, how many, I guess, pre interviews, pre panels did you and Cameron have to go through before you get to the actual 
TV show in front of that panel. And how did you even think about getting on Shark Tank? All well, of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we took a little bit of a different route than most people do when they're applying for Shark Tank. I think someone maybe saw a video of us or one of the producers down the line saw something from us and they actually submitted us for the show on oh, their really? Behalf. Yeah. So we were really fortunate that somebody saw our Kickstarter video and um, it was submitted on our behalf. And then uh, from that, we really had to decide if it's something we wanted to do or not. Uh, you know, someone once told me when you're growing a business, the last thing you should say is no. And so we, we did it. We, we took the, the plunge and, and went into the tank and it was by far one of the best things we ever did for our company. And um, we're very fortunate to have that opportunity. How were you, like your emotions, the, as like the days leading up to it, were you, was your heart pounding? You're actually walking into the studio. What were you and Cameron thinking during that time? It's, it's actually really funny. We, um, this is one of those reasons why it's so amazing to be able to have a business partner because we had altering moments of pure, pure terrified, <laughs> completely out of our mind, scared, couldn't eat. And then, but the other one would be like, we've got this. We like, no problem. We're going to be good. Um, and and so like really all the way up until that mock tank with the lawyers, I was like, we're good. We've got this. I like, it's going to be awesome. And then we went into that, to the lawyer uh, mock tank and I had to redo the whole entire scaling plan, all those numbers I had to rememorize. And that was two weeks before we went to pitch. And so that part was what made me completely terrified because I had been practicing with the same set of numbers for months right. at that point. Um, and so I had to rememorize all that within the course of two weeks. And so we get there, um, Cameron's feeling great. She's super confident and I am just like not eating. I just like, I can't believe we have to do this. I'm like, Cameron, I don't know. Are you sure we want to do this? And she's like, yes. And then, uh, I, I rememorize everything and we're walking down. We're about ready for those first set of doors to open. And, and I look at her and she's just not looking good. And I'm like, are you okay? And she's like, I don't know, Lisa, this is where this is it. And I'm like, we got this. <laughs> let's go. And so she's like, wow, what a turn for you. And so luckily we were just, we were there for each other at the perfect time with the perfect attitude. So, so where did you, where's the, where do you record this? Is that out in LA in yeah, Los Angeles? Ours was in LA. Yep. Okay. And so when you're there, how long do you have like in the green room or whatever waiting while, you know, some other people may be doing their pitches before you actually step out under the lights yeah, you know, I think it's different for everybody. And it is very true to how it's portrayed on television, you know, that okay. the room looks exactly the same, you know, your amount of time. It's like it they do such a great job portraying real life what happens. You know, you you never see the sharks beforehand. You do the pitch and it's just like they portray on television. It's it's actually really cool. Okay. So you got three proposals right or three yeses correct yes yes yeah okay so when they started saying yeses were your was your heart just like oh my gosh this is happening this is happening were you guys looking at each other yes, how yeah. was that excitement then right well and it's kind of like the order that it happens in you're you're also you know like you don't know up until that point really how things are going it was i mean it could have been so bad i think you know looking back it, it you know from saying one thing could could tick them in one way, but we were so fortunate to have just an amazing tank experience and the things that they said about how we 
grew our business was so flattering and amazing to be able to hear from some of the best business owners in the country in the country um and and that's the thing you're going in and you're you're telling and justifying all your business decisions to like the most wealthy amazing business owners in in our country right that's extremely daunting and and very terrifying um but they they were just really proud of what we were able to accomplish and and also the why of what we were accomplishing yeah. and not so much profit or some of the things that business business minds really look for um they, they kept a really great balance which i really appreciated well lisa if i were to give you some truth serum right now okay <laughs> what is mark cuban really like behind the scenes when the cameras are not on him what is he like because you and cameron actually get have gotten to experience that yeah uh we love mark he is he's been such a great business partner uh he is actually the most efficient emailer i've ever met in my life um he does most business by email because he is such a busy guy but i email him directly on a you know a weekly monthly basis and it's him on the other side emailing you know my questions and answering them a lot of times they're two-line sentences but it's because he's busy but he you know if you need something it's he's just an email away and it's been really amazing having him as a as a business partner Mm, that's amazing so from the end when you recorded how long is it before the show goes live because you know you've got the offer you know this is going to hit this platform and you may need to be prepared for what's coming to your yeah, rush to your orders, mm-hmm. rush to your website, rush of what did you say, two thousand people who volunteered to be riveters. How long do you have to kind of prep for when that show actually airs? You know, again, it's depending on the person that or on the on the company and the timeline that they were in. Ours was a couple months, so we we had some time to prep. Of course okay. you can't talk about it. Um oh, right. Yeah, but we were luckily we were really fortunate because we didn't try to sell completely out of stock. We we heard from some other Shark Tank companies that their biggest struggle that they had was customer service issues about out of stocks after their airing. And so we wanted to be really upfront and honest to our customers and and we what we did is we did shipping windows. So we we knew that we could ship this many products at this time frame and of course that's all backwards um engineered or, right. or the, the the model is knowing how many we can ship out to our military spouses and how fast we could scale the military spouses making the bag. So we had to do this massive three-tiered chess game of how much could we scale and how quick could we scale. Um, and so that all kind of came out in, into shipping windows with certain amount of products that we could ship. And we sold out for about six months um, in that night. And, wow. and so we were really concerned that people would be upset about receiving something so far out. And I can't tell you how proud I was or, you know, just so happy to be an American that really understood what we were trying to do. And, and that it's a handmade product that literally has to be shipped across the United States and these parts have to come in and that takes time. And I actually think that people, you know, as thing, as our whole entire lives speed up so fast and we can get things in two days. I actually think that people enjoyed the reverse of that for once to know that time goes into this product and real people go into this product that they actually kind of enjoyed having to wait and know that that's going into the product that they're eventually going to receive. They're making it by hand. There's a story behind those handbags, Mm -hmm. but Steph, 
okay, think about this. If we got back from LA mm-hmm. and we had just recorded this episode, yes, what are the odds you and I would be able to keep this a secret? Oh, it's so slim. Because Steph, <laughs> you and I would be like, hey guys, I can't say anything, but wait until you see this episode. Like you, Steph, you would not be able. <laughs> to control your excitement. I mean, you can't control your excitement right now talking to Lisa. I know, I'm holding my hands together. Yes. So I'm that not was, trying that would to be animated. Part. That'd I mean, be like the hardest part. Yeah. No, I mean, we weren't even supposed to tell our husbands. So it's, it, yeah, it is a, um, you know, it's a very hard thing to be able to keep under wraps for, for a while. But um, they they do such a great job with the show. And that's the reason why it, it does so well for so many years. Yeah, like That's what, amazing. honey? Why, uh, why are you and Cameron ramping up production here yeah. all of a yeah, sudden? Exactly. Uh, like, yeah, it seems like you've been doing a lot of work here lately. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I think it, it was it was much easier for Cameron because her husband was deployed. So, oh, I, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Well, Lisa, let me tell you a quick story here about how we came across our Riveter. Okay, well, my wife, of course, is familiar with the company because of the pop-up shop you had at the Easton town center. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, I think it was Christmas. Christmas. I think it was Christmas at Steph's sister's house, you know, here in Columbus. And she hands me a better homes and garden magazine. And immediately I'm like, what do you want me to do with this? Right. This, this is not what I typically read. She's like, check out the article. I've got it penned. The, there's some people (laughs) that I kind of spotlighted here that might be a good, to reach out. So I'm going through these. I'm like, no, no, no. I come across Lisa and Cameron and me. I'm like, yes, I want to reach out to the R Riveter team because your story is fascinating. So that's how we came across, or that's how I came across your information. So with that being said, what type of response have you got, I guess, since that article came out in, in that magazine? Shoot, my internet froze right as you asked me the question. Okay, are you there? <laughs> So okay. with that being said, continue. did you did you hear my story? I mean, <laughs> I heard the story. I heard the story. Okay. Please don't make him repeat it. Oh, Just boy, say yeah. yes. I'm gonna make him repeat it because I no. love it so much. <laughs> like, no, I didn't hear it. Can you retell it? No. Oh man, <laughs> please never, don't make him. Never as good the second time around. <laughs> I know, but I, I heard all the way up to. With that being said, so with that being said, Lisa, what was the response that you got from that article that was in Better Homes and Garden magazine? I. We love magazines because they, I feel like the, the reader can connect on so much of a deeper level. I think on TV, you get seconds to, to hear it. You might be doing something else. And I don't think that people really completely understand the massive amount of details that go behind our, our, our company and our products. And so that's actually one of the reasons why we, we love magazines we we've recently started selling on qvc and that's been great because we actually have time to tell our story whereas if it's a quick one and done i just i don't think that people completely understand the depth of information that goes into each of our products um so the that magazine was phenomenal for us the month before that uh mrs pence the uh previous vice president's uh spouse mentioned us at the RNC, her, her Republican national convention speech. And so that was phenomenal. And we really, really yeah, she, uh, she, her platform is the, the second lady was really bringing light to military spouse um, on uh, unemployment issues. And so she had heard about our company and she actually came out to North Carolina to our flagship store and saw our, our, smaller manufacturing location there and did um did a tour and we got to meet her in person and 
you know, she's a, she's a military mom and she completely understands the military lifestyle. And she just really believed in our, our business model and what we're doing. And so we were really, really just honored to be mentioned in her speech. When you found out that, you know, Vice President Pence's wife wanted to meet you guys and tour your company. Were you, were you just blown away? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think what's even kind of funnier is uh, they her team reached out and just asked if it was okay if she mentioned us, and we're like, absolutely. You know, mention us, and and I just got completely sidetracked that night. I was putting the kids to bed, and then all of a sudden, my phone just was like completely blowing up and they're like the vice president just mentioned you <laughs> and wow and of course i'm like you know looking at my husband and i'm like did you hear that <laughs> and so um it's like it's been my all-time goal he's moved me so many times across the country and um you know like just pick up and go you know that's that's what i do that's what we do as a family and it's my goal to eventually hire him and make him move all across the country. So anytime that we have something exciting happen like that, it makes my dreams come that much closer to reality. <laughs> oh, I love that. I oh. want to know where you got the name R. River Oh, from. yes. This is a good story. Yeah. Let's yeah. circle back to that. So um, I was born in the wrong generation. I should have I should have been born in in you know during the World War II times. I just I love that generation. I think that they did so much for our country. And um, I've always loved Rosie the Riveter and what she stood for, for women's work. And so when Cameron and I started this idea of, of a business model that is entire purpose is to empower women, we couldn't think of a better namesake than Rosie the Riveter. And so we, we didn't want it to be completely like in your face, Rosie the Riveter. So we, we went with the R Riveter and it was a, a great molding of empowering women military spouses and it really came together in a great way. So Rosie the Riveter, correct me if I'm wrong, that is the image, the logo back during World War II when the men went off to battle where it's a woman, picture of a woman, she's got her sleeves rolled up, like flexing Mm -hmm. her muscles because kind of promoting women getting into the workforce while the men went off to battle. Is that correct? Right. Yep. She was the World War II icon. And, you know, really trying to get women into the factories. And if you can really think about that, you know, we just like really stop and think about what a change that was, you know, at a time frame where women didn't even wear pants all that often um, to go out of the homes and into a factory to work. And, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to talk to some of the remaining Rosie the Riveters and there's not that many left. We um, are at a time frame where, you know, if you get a chance to meet one of them um, before you know, too much time goes by where they unfortunately pass, you know, it, it was, it's one of my just ultimate highlights is meeting some of these women. And, and they said that during that time frame, you know, a lot of propaganda came out to make more money or, you know, go into factories and work or make more money. And, and this, they really said that the thing that they wanted to do was help our country out. That was the reason why they did it, not mm-hmm. to make more money, not to, you know, become famous. It was really about, they wanted to do their part. And um, we think about wars and, and, and then you think about the woman that won them for us. Each and every one of those planes was all made by women. So every one of those men that went into battle were actually in a plane that was built by a woman. Mm. Wow. Well, Lisa, before we end this conversation, Steph and I, of course, want to do our best to honor you, your team, and 
all the military spouses, right? And the families that have served our country. Absolutely. I mean, you have moved 12 times, right? Since you've been married. I don't know how many Cameron has, has moved with her husband, but from Steph and I, thank, thank you, you for your service to our country. Thank you for what you do because I don't think people realize the commitment, the impact it has on each one of your families. So Sacrifice. thank you so much for serving mm-hmm. our country. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks so much. I, I do try and say, uh, the first time that you see a couple, I was in uh, the grocery store with my husband. He was wearing his his uniform and an old vet wearing one of those, those the hats that say veteran. Um, he came up to both of us and I thought he was going to go straight to Jason and say, thank you for your service. But he walked up to me and he said, thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. And it just was one of those moments where you're like, wow, I never even really thought about that. But that's really cool. And it just made my whole entire year. Oh. So if you get a chance to meet a military spouse, um, you know, thank her um, kind of to your listeners and, but thank you guys for, for acknowledging that. And, and I will put it out to my team for sure. Thank you. Well, listeners for more information about our Riveter, you can go to their Instagram account, which is our Riveter bags or their website at rriveter.com. And we will put that in the show notes as well. So people can go to this website. And again, folks, these handbags are absolutely phenomenal. I would highly encourage you go to those websites, go to the Instagram account. And place an order. And place an order. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for your time and for saying yes to us. We certainly appreciate yeah. it. Thanks, Lisa. Well, we're, we're going to get together. We're only 20 minutes apart. That's so. true. We totally yes. are. excited. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to support this podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts. You can rate and review this episode. Also, for those who have asked us how to financially support, you can go to kevinandsteph.com and order one of our books of You Met Her Where. Thank you so much for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. 